Sylvia, and this is Out Loud a Gizmo, a saying my dad made up. This is a storytelling podcast where you will experience excitement, laughter, reality, and mind-blowing adventures. Today, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to share with you a Zoom meeting that my siblings and Uncle Bill and I have every Friday. Unfortunately, Uncle Bill wasn't at this meeting, so it will just be my siblings and I this time. So that'll be my brother Edward and sisters, Andy, Brenda, and of course me. We happen to begin discussing Daddy's book and things about Daddy and I wanted to share some of that with you before this chapter and after this chapter. So, let's go. There's so many things I could just kick myself, <laughs> but it's hard to kick yourself. It hurts your leg real bad. <laughs> you can kick your foot. But, but I just wish Daddy was here and I would like to talk to him about those things instead of about the sons or, yeah. or anything then in the book. But... At the end of here, it was starting to be a little hard. Chapter 10. In 1934, Grandpa, Grandma, and William went back to Tom with George and Bessie and kids. Guy and Sarah and Geraldine moved in the Loki house where they lived. Guy farmed for Mr. Loki, who owned the land. He also bought a new case tractor for Guy to farm with. He planted cotton mostly. We moved to Fabian Stahl's place, a little two-room house. Mama's eyes have gotten worse. We put blankets over the windows because she couldn't stand the light. Papa took her to a doctor in Slayton. There wasn't anything much he could do. He gave her drops for one eye and put a patch over the other, which she wore for the rest of her life. The drops helped the other eye. She got to where the light didn't bother her too much. Papa worked for Mr. Patterson doing farm work. Us kids went to Posey school. I won't mention the grades we were in, but we were all above kindergarten. I liked Posey school. I wasn't very good in sports. Too small, I guess. I was 16 years old, weighed 85 pounds, was about 5 feet 8 inches tall. But I made the baseball team, as Pigtail. We made lots of friends, the Carroll family, the Tucker family, the Patterson family, and the Stalls, the Makers, and the Hayes families. I had lots of fun in Posey, and the most of it was on me. One day at the Tucker's house a bunch of us kids were eating grapes off of a 10 feet high square fence. We ate all we could reach on the Tucker's side of the fence, but the best grapes were in the neighbor's yard inside the square. I said I'll go over the fence and throw you some good ones. So I climbed up on the 6 feet high fence and jumped down to what I thought was the ground. But the ground didn't stop me. I went into a septic tank up to my neck. Bill Tucker, after what seems like hours, found a rope and pulled me out after they quit laughing. I had to climb back over the fence by myself. 
Everyone else was rolling on the ground laughing, sounded like a bunch of seals. Did you ever hear people laughing, while holding their noses? That was all the grapes I wanted for a while. I spent a lot of time with the Tuckers. Bill Tucker and I got a job hoeing cotton for Roland Shuddy, while him and his family went to Slayton. We went down in the cellar, where he had some home brew making. We took a small hose and put it down about halfway in the crock, and drank about three or four big swallows. Then we went back to hoeing cotton for about an hour. Then we took turns using the outhouse if we could make it. When Roland came back from town, he noticed we were using the outhouse more than we were hoeing. He put two and two together and asked us, did you boys drink some of the brew in the cellar? We said, yes. He said, you know you are lucky. That stuff is green. It could have killed you. Well, we went on the wagon after that. We also went on the road again. He said, I'll have to let you boys go. So we went. We also worked for Mr. Joe Grabber, who had a thrashing business. He would go around to the big farms and thrash their grain for them. We would load the bundles of maize, high gear, or kaffir corn on the wagons. Someone else would feed it into the thrasher. But the best part of that was the big dinners the farmers' wives would fix. I think they only paid us 25 cents an hour, but the food afterward made it worthwhile. This is the end of 1934. We moved from the stall house up the road a little ways to the DeLong place that belongs to Mr. Patterson, with the understanding that we all worked for him if he had work to do. The DeLong place was about 60 acres, 35 in cultivation and 25 in pasture, and lots of mesquite. Papa farmed the place with horses. He walked lots of miles behind the horses, Papa would milk about six cows night and morning and run it through the separator and bring a gallon of milk home each time. Us kids worked hoeing cotton after school. Papa got 75 cents an hour. Us kids got 50 cents an hour when we could work a full day. It was from sunup until sundown. I wouldn't want to go through that again. But just remember, we were in the middle of the depression and we take what we can get. I know this episode is shorter than the others, but the upcoming chapters all tie together, so I wanted to put them at the same time. Now I will let you listen to the rest of our Zoom meeting. Here it is. Well, you remember when he said, it's a wonder I'm not yes. dumber than I am and stuff like that. <laughs> But it's also a wonder that he was alive because his first two siblings died and then he had chicken pox at, at small two pox. years old. Smallpox. Smallpox, I mean. <laughs> Smallpox. And that that was terrible back yeah, then. Yeah, it was. And then malaria. Yeah, malaria. Then he didn't know how to swim as a kid and he went into waters and <laughs> it's a wonder they made it not getting bit by water moccasins yeah. and everything, you know?
And how about this? Grandma, our grandma couldn't see well, but I think they said she went to Texas and I don't know where. Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler to get her that far? Is that what yeah. I Yeah, that's a long ways. Do you realize how far that is? Yeah. <laughs> right in the middle of Texas. Daddy didn't say what was wrong with her eyes. No, but I bet it was a cataract. Yeah, cataracts. That's what it was. She was only in her 40s. But people didn't live past 50. <laughs> I know it, but I I doubt that it was cataracts. Well, they did surgery on her eyes. I've seen pictures of her. She could see pretty good after that. She could see Virginia pretty well for the first time. That's how you put it. Because later she was picking cotton. She was good at picking cotton. And daddy was so good that he remembers how many pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that... She could pick 300 pounds of cotton and it had to be good cotton. Clean cotton. In other words, she had to see good to do it. Mm. Well, that, that would mean you can't get the stuff on the ground, maybe. Who knows, back then, people had things that nowadays they have a cure for or pill. Well, yeah, the baby, the little Morris baby, that doctor said he had acute indigestion. to hear all of the many different stories of my dad's life. Each chapter and episode will take you on adventures as he grows up. And don't forget to press subscribe so you can come back and listen to the real-life stories because I want you to be able to envision his world through your ears. And goodness gracious, out loud a gizmo, you're in for a wonderful adventure. Bye-bye now. This podcast was hosted by Sylvia Gant. Thanks to my dad, Dave Pickett, for writing the stories. A special thanks to Uncle Bill Pickett for the piano music.